Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. And I've got another segment this month with people from Pavement Music. And today on the show, I have the band Uncured. And guys, I'll let you introduce yourselves. What's up, everybody? I'm Rex. And I'm Zach. We're with Uncured, and we're stoked to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. Whereabouts are you guys coming from at the moment in the States? We are based in uh, New Jersey, and that's, um, yeah, that's like home base for us. That's like a pretty popular place in the States, isn't it, for music bands? Obviously, Bon Jovi being probably the biggest one that's come from there, yeah? Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of big bands coming from Jersey, and, uh, you know, we're hoping to hoping to take up that crown because uh, we're proud Jersey boys. And um, yeah, uh, just we're just uh, very grateful to do what we get to do. That's right. Yeah. If we if we talk about Uncured, which we're going to get onto at the moment, but I'm just curious to know how you two guys know each other and have you always played in bands together or have you just come together in this one? How we know each other. Uh, well, back in so 1998, was, uh, Zach was born. I was two when he was born. And then two years <laughs> later, I was born. Um yeah, and you know, we actually started playing guitar together um, when I was ten and Zach was twelve. But we actually quit a couple of times because you know we were so young that we we didn't even really understand um, guitar or music. Uh, you know, we were more interested in playing sports, uh, that kind of stuff. And um, it was kind of you know three or four years later that we went back to it and uh, really found the passion for music and guitar and started writing our own songs together. Um, and then. You know, when I right when I turned 16, I dropped out of high school. Zach was 18 because we had the opportunity to tour with a band called Catatonia, uh, and we couldn't turn that down. So, luckily, um, you know, from that point on, we've been touring ever since professionally. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. And you guys, like, obviously, what age are you guys now? Because you still look very young. So, I am uh, 24 and I'm 22. Okay. You, you guys look even younger than that. Oh well, <laughs> well, it's we have a very flattering lighting going on in person. Mm -hmm. we, we look our age. <laughs> it's probably do, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have any problems? Do you have any problems with security getting in to play these shows, guys? Um, there's only ever really been one problem. I don't know if I even told well, you this because it's a bad look for me. Why? <laughs> this was a long time ago. So, um, everybody on tour has a tour laminate, right? And yeah, they usually give one per person. Do not lose it. That's that's the rule. So. I didn't lose it, but <laughs> uh, this was when I think I was 17. So, like, I, I probably did at the time just look like a kid trying to sneak into the venue. So, I was in the back parking lot where all the bands were parked. Where was this? It was some Midwestern state on the Double Driver Tour. Okay. And uh, I didn't have keys to the van where my pass yeah. was, but the venue was locked. <laughs> and get this, there was no service. So, I had like I had no choice but to get into the venue or break into my own van, <laughs> and uh, the security guard gave me a very hard time. <laughs> but I got really lucky because I mean this was this was like ten minutes before our stage time. I got really lucky because um somebody from one of the other bands was coming out at the same time and they vouched for me. But uh, I got held up for a good you know four or five minutes when I didn't have that much time to spare. So <laughs> ever since then I've been like super aware like this is my pass, this Don't is my phone, it. wallet, like everything. I, I quadruple check like every time I go anywhere and, and you do the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Because I'll hear him go like phone, wallet. Like he, yeah. phone, he taps wallet, everything. Phone, wallet, keys, yeah. in ears. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Like we could talk more about like on tour and stuff, but there's so many things you have to keep track of that would suck to mm -hmm. lose. So we always uh, go crazy about that. Yeah, that is actually one thing that we've never really talked about in an interview. But um, there are just so many things to keep track of on tour that uh, – yeah. 
it it like it kind of it changes the way that your brain like thinks because you know instead of processing all of the external information i feel like most of the time you know we have to keep track of like 16 different pieces of physical gear as well as all of our personal belongings uh personal yep. gear in ears um like ev everything so a very big part of tour is actually just um you know is just like gear management and yeah yeah because i i actually over 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 here um in december i got the opportunity to work with um fuzzy uh, chris jericho's band and oh, wow. i got it one of the one of the passes as well you know because they want me to do some social media videos for them and yeah they were very strict on you know i had someone with me i was like oh can i bring someone maybe with this pass and they're like absolutely not because you will not believe the amount of times that gear goes missing and all this kind of thing it's like we we trust you you can have the pass but don't bring anyone else through you know yeah. and I, I could see like it was the first time i was kind of working backstage at a show but i understand like especially when you're going from city to city how careful you have to be with people letting people into your circle to work with you oh right. yeah and um we actually tour uh we roll pretty hard when we tour because we uh just have the five five people in the van total so we sleep in the van yeah. basically every single night um it's the four guys in the band and our manager who does live sound at front of house and um yeah i mean it's it's five guys putting on what we think is a you know a 5,000 capacity quality show. So it, it takes a lot of um, effort and everybody has like multiple jobs that they're working. Um, you know, like I will also do, you know, hours and hours of driving. Uh, I'm the night driver. <laughs> Zach does merch. Um, ba basically, everybody has a lot of responsibilities because we want to keep our circle tight. That's right. Yeah, That's right. yeah. Are you guys finding yourselves these days using a lot of? Are you cut back on using big amps like kind of everyone else is, and you're kind of using virtual stuff now? Oh yeah, we switched to uh, virtual Axe Effects in 2017, I believe. For um, yeah, we did two tours with amps and cabs, and it was just such a hassle. And it's like there's yeah. never space on stage, and, and it, it just sounds good. In our it's opinion. just extra noise, yeah. yeah. And so in yeah. 2017, we made the switch, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, it's great for logistical purposes, isn't it, for big tours and stuff? Yeah, we even looked into seeing if we could do away with the Axe effects and just do everything through the computer. But um, we have too many effects that um, we can get away with doing that for bass, but not for the guitars. Not not yet, at least. You still using the proper drum kit, or you got an electric with that? Well, a real drum yeah, kit. Always yeah. real drums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to people about that, and some people have went to the electric because they find without amps on stage now that the drums kind of drowns everything else out when you're up on stage. Do you find that now at the moment? No, I, I think that we've gotten used to it, and we have um, in ears, so mm -hmm. in -ears. you know we actually don't use any any wedges or monitors, um, which which kind of makes it a much more uh, enclosed environment, which which is really convenient because that way. Um, you know, we'll never really be stuck with like a terrible stage mix. Right. But um, yeah, I understand the temptation to want to go to an electric kit, but I just think it, it would be a bad call because it, it just doesn't look right. right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't look cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like when people are watching it and I've seen I've seen bands with electric kits and it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. But I see a lot of people in the crowd and they'll have like their arms folded and they'll just be kind of disgusted that it's there, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the in between is you've seen some bands that have the uh, glass shield in front of their drums. That that yeah. also is very strange to me because it's like, 
I, I don't know. It's like the drummer's a mime. It's kind of yeah. what I think of whenever I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're going to have a little look at your latest single here now. Let's do it. And we're going to talk through this. Yeah. Let's, let's break it out. Oops. You've been through hell, and I know it hurts. Yeah, I can tell. Who are these guys? That the pain is real, so let me kill those awful memories. Cause I would die to make things right. You're not alone in hell, I'm sticking by you, right beside you. You're not alone right now, so let's break out. Maurice, can really, you hear me? Really, really impressive. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. For some reason, when I listened to that, when I listened to it earlier, there's kind of like a little melody that sounds a little bit Irishy there in the middle of it. <laughs> you know, I think if we play that uh, with a, a very different instrumentation, you could totally, yeah, you could totally rock out to that on bagpipes or something. Yeah. 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 And like, how, how would you describe your guy's style then? Would it be like, is there more of that kind of thing in the EP or how different is it from what we're hearing from that single? So we've been a band for over five years and um, yeah. it's, it's, taken, it's taken us kind of a long time to really zero in and find our sound. And um, this EP still has a fair amount of variety to it. So this song is definitely the most upbeat, happy-go-lucky, positive energy song on the EP. Yeah. Um, and we decided to lead with that because we, we just like the message of let's break out and, um, you know, how that was hopefully metaphorical for the EP and uh, kind of our re-debut to the world. Um, but I think that the fans of metal, which, you know, at our core, we're a metal band. Uh, for the fans of metal, you guys are going to like all the upcoming songs because uh, it gets a lot darker more aggressive and um i think there's more a lot more substance to um the upcoming tracks that's right yeah so for for a track like that then it's obviously when i look at it i'd say wow it's a really good song but you could also imagine it getting radio play and i know like radio plays is massive over in the states at the moment it's not so big here for bands unfortunately we don't have that many radio stations but is that does that factor in to you guys thinking when you want to release a single yeah, so this is actually on the uh, radio right now, and it's charting on some of the uh, some of the charts, doing pretty good. And that was the, for this song, we wanted it to be um, accessible, catchy, radio friendly, and things that um, people will sing along to and remember. Yeah, I think yeah. that this song, yeah, this song is an uh, undeniable earworm because it starts and then right on the hook, um, and also you know it's. Um, very, very little screaming. I call this like very accessible screaming, uh, you know, just at the end of that song. Um, so I think that 
uh, it's it, this kind of this song is an entry point to some of our heavier and more aggressive music. Definitely. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of important to to put it that way, isn't it? Because these days, obviously, with the radio play and stuff like that, I like I've had interviews with many bands, and like one of them was Billy from Fozzy, and he said to me, you know, our style has changed over the years. And he said to me, music is about hooks. That's what it's about. It's about getting hooks and hopefully getting on the radio as well because it's a massive thing. Well, it's it's so hard to capture somebody's attention uh, in the modern era, right? And you see that more and more <laughs> with like younger people because, um, like you know, we we go to our local gym here, and it's recently been inundated by a lot of high school kids. And the way that I've I've watched them process information, Instagram, it's swipe, 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 like, swipe, 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 like it's TikTok, so all that stuff. TikTok. If if something doesn't hook their attention in like one and a half seconds, like it's it, there's probably a specific number. Somebody's probably studied it, but it's so fast, right? So it's so hard to capture somebody's attention. Um, and you know, songs are still usually going to be upwards of two and a half minutes. So you have to hook somebody yeah. right away. That's and right. like I said, this song is an entry point. So I think that you know, if we can capture um, some young minds <laughs> with this one, <laughs> hopefully. Um, they'll be more interested in in some of the songs that I think have you know more substance. Yeah, you even see with a big band like Metallica, a lot of their songs used to be eight, nine, ten minutes long, and now they're releasing singles what maybe three and a half minutes. Just kind of the way the world has gone now, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 So in terms of touring, then guys, like obviously you've been touring a lot, and what way did the pandemic kind of affect what you were trying to do? Like, was that a massive blow for the band? Well, we had to um, cancel a lot of dates. We had um, uh, some festivals in Asia. We had a tour in Japan and China, oh, no. which would have been, you know, fantastic. And we were, we um, would have loved to do it. But um, obviously, nothing's a big blow because we will be doing that in the future. And we're going to get all those things back. We're going to get rebooked to that festival when it um, comes around again. And um, it gave us more time just to work on our music and our uh, craft. And um, we took the most of that time uh, working out, uh, writing new songs, and just getting ready to uh, get back on the road. Any plans and to come over to Europe? There is a chance that we'll be doing um, shows in Europe at the end of this year. But so far, all of the stuff that we have confirmed is in the U.S., primarily East Coast and Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, we only have two shows announced so far, which are the two festivals. Yes, we have Welcome to Rockville in May, and we have um, Incarceration in July, both big festivals. Um, we're very stoked for those. We're going to have U.S. dates routing into and out of them, and we're going to be uh, releasing those soon. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And what way, what way do you guys approach festivals? I'm always curious to know about bands as well because obviously you're doing your own shows you've got your own people your own fans there when you're going to do festivals what changes in your minds are in your set you know i think that we want our set to be as um captivating as possible so yeah we actually don't really change much between a festival and a you know a full uncured performance usually the biggest yeah. difference is the time of day we're playing and um the set length so in in this upcoming set every every set we're going to be playing for this year and hopefully into the future too because well i'll just say we're gonna be doing a cover of one step closer and um we actually have that cover Excellent. officially recorded and on the ep as well so 
I I just you basically I just can't wait to play festivals and hear you know thousands of people scream shut up when I'm talking to you. I think I just think it's gonna be awesome. So uh, more than anything, we're just we're just very very excited. The the irony of you guys mentioning that to me is is absolutely hilarious because I over here in Ireland, like I'm a metal DJ and I specialize in uh, new metal nights in Dublin. So we do like uh, Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, all that stuff, and I've got one tomorrow night with a Linkin Park tribute band. So just the irony that you mentioned that to me. I can't wait to hear that cover as well. It's not an easy sound to cover. Yeah, no, it was it was a, such a such a fun challenge to get to do a Linkin Park song because I would say Chester is probably probably the goat of rock vocals, greatest of all time to do it, um, and especially the greatest live singer um, because there's plenty of guys that are fantastic on a record, but um i mean and chester was fantastic in studio but he was arguably even better live so um yeah it, it was just a really fun challenge to get to do that and uh i can't wait to get to sing that song um on stage it's gonna be awesome <laughs> on a side note did you see chester's version of adele's rolling in the deep yeah yeah i have that's that that's... is fucking tops man and that was live as well in london just live straight through he was absolutely brilliant at that i th i think uh, the video I've seen, I think I've seen two. One of them, I think he just sang like off the cuff at like a meet and greet or something. It was before a show. And then I think, yeah, I think that happened also. Yeah. And like the fact that he's just casually singing that before doing a two hour set is, is unthinkable to me because I'm like, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do anything. I got to save my voice. And he's just casually singing mm -hmm. a really hard song and singing it amazingly. So that's, that was yeah. so cool. Yeah. Guys, look, it was a, I know it was a quick catch-up today, but the best thing for me to do now is hand it over to you guys and tell people where they can find you, where they can get my design when it drops. Uh, floor is yours. Yeah, so uh, first, we'd like um, we'd love for people to follow us on Instagram at Uncured Band, as well as our Facebook page, and um, to follow and stream Uncured on Spotify. That helps a ton. It means a lot. And also, I'm um, watching our music videos and uh, commenting. Just engaging with us online really helps get our name out there, and that's so important for bands these days. And our album is currently scheduled for June 2nd, and it will be available for purchase and streaming on all the major digital platforms. Yeah. Guys, I wish you all the best with everything. And hey, if you are hitting up Europe, uh, let me know, and hopefully we might see you guys in Dublin soon. Of course, yeah, we would love you. to. Thanks, guys.